how this sound. He started kicking his verse to me as the music is playing. And I'm listening to it. But in my mind, I'm like, this nigga Nas is kicking his shit to me. Like, I'm a fan. <laughs> you know but the fact that he's that humble and that dope mm-hmm. of an artist, it blew me away. So my perspective is different. I don't care, yo. Like, like let's just if if it if if the next artist comes out and he needs five writers on his team to work on a, a masterpiece of an album, so fucking well. Let's get busy yeah. and let's do it. You know what I'm saying? At this point, you know what I mean? I don't care about that shit no more, man. Yeah. Niggas yeah. got kids to feed. <laughs> you know what, yo, you know what? You hit on you hit on a key point also because yo, one of the things that sometimes we talk about on this podcast mm-hmm. that people look at me crazy for is like there's certain shit that 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 dudes would be like, nah, I'm not, I'm not trying to listen to this. I'm, I don't fuck with no future. I don't fuck with this, that, or whatever. And right. I'm like, yo, for me, it's all fair game. Like I, I come from this, like yo, good music is good music. Now, yeah. when I listen to certain artists, I'm not listening for lyricism. Like I'm yeah. not gonna turn on an A Boogie album and be like, yo, all right, I'm about, I'm about to get these witty double entendres. I'm gonna get this and get that or whatever. I mean, they, they may, they may be there. My expectations for lyricism turning on an A Boogie album versus putting on a new AZ album right. is different. And I think sometimes like dudes of our elk, dudes of our age, we get caught up and our ears get old. Yeah. We get stuck. Yeah. And we we get stuck to a point where we like, damn, like, yo, this dude ain't got no premiere shit on here. Yo, where's where's this that? And you like, yo, at, at some like the same way. We came at a time where probably the folks that like, like our old heads were saying to us like, yo, what is this shit you listening to? Like, yeah. I remember my mom hearing me play the Machiavelli album and being like, yo, that shit sounds horrible sonically. Like, what are you listening to or whatever? Yeah. You know, and, and it's it just being able to kind of, I think, like adapt to the times and be open and accepting it. And like one of the blessings that we have, like even what you saying, you got a 12 year old son, like my, my son, my son is about to be 19. And he puts me up on a lot of stuff. He'd be like, yo, you need to, you need to listen to Young Thug album. You need to listen to Polo. You, you need to check this person out, this, that, or whatever. And some of the stuff I hear, I'm like, nah, it ain't for me. And then other shit I hear, I'll be like, yo, this shit is dope. I can't front. And, and that's, that's also why we have such a disconnect with the younger people. Yeah. It's because they look at us as the old heads. Mm-hmm. And we look at them as the young and dumb. And we don't connect. And then they can't even take advice from us because... They think the advice is disrespectful. Yeah, you know yeah. I, I even talk about that on my new project on a song called "Legends Die Young," and that's what the song is about. It's about you know us having that disconnect. It's always a disconnect. Yeah. And so you know what I mean. Like when I was coming up, of course it was older heads like telling me like, "Yo, you try this or do this or listen to this." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember one of my boys was telling me to um listen to uh, my man Bumpy Johnson told me to listen to Elton John. It's like Elton, I already knew I've heard Elton, I knew Elton John was. Yeah. I'm like, how is that gonna be relevant to me on hit, hit, doing what I yeah. do? You know yeah. what I'm saying? But he was like, I'm telling you, bro, it's a song I think you should listen to. You know, it, it kind of like it kind of is it, it can relate to your story and what everything that you're going to. Right. And it was it was called I'm Still Standing. Mm-hmm. And that song is like today to this day, one of my favorite songs of all time. Mm-hmm. And I sampled it once before. Um, my man, my man Reef, my man Reefa uh, produced it for me. Yeah. I did a song for, I did a song over it, and I was just like, "Yo, this shit is one of my favorite songs that mm-hmm. people really ain't hear." But just, just having an ear to listen to everybody is a good thing. 
it's not mm-hmm. a bad thing you know what i'm saying and i think that we gotta approach the music differently and listen to the to the younger cats differently you know what i'm saying and enjoy their music as well mm-hmm. so they can listen to us in return you know what i'm saying because it's a constant disconnect it's always you know and, and, and like you said some shit just ain't for ain't for you it ain't for me you know what i'm saying just like some shit ain't for them but it doesn't hurt to give it an ear it doesn't hurt it doesn't cost you nothing to listen to that shit and, and rock with it and see if you rock with it or not you know what i'm saying but so my my approach is different man my approach is different in the way i was before like maybe five five ten years ago i was just like nah fuck that shit i'm gonna listen to this nigga <laughs> nigga trash nah. now i don't want to hear some of these niggas freestyle but um, you know what i'm saying but mm-hmm. i'm okay with hearing their their bodies of work you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like I'm okay like i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tune in to a little yachty freestyle yeah <laughs> but i might like a little yachty song you know what I'm yeah saying? And, and and no disrespect to to, to yachty is just yeah. it's just some some my strong suit may not be yours and vice versa you know what i'm saying and that's cool yeah. and and i respect your craft just you know respect minds and that's all you know what i'm saying yeah i think the same thing goes cross genre too like you're saying with elton john like you have to have the ability to listen to to some of these songs and i think the other thing that like folks from our era have gotten caught up in also is i think like the technical aspect and technical know-how of shit and oddly enough like now i listen back i listen to wu-tang albums and i'm like yo this this rizzo is a genius because you know, he's just like some of the stuff you listen to some of his stuff yo it's off beat samples not looped up correctly or whatever it is but at the end of the day what it comes down to like all of the mathematical aspect the whole mathematical aspect of music he removed and went straight to you know what this is what sounds good and i think that that's what's happening now with like a lot of the younger generation and even cross genre like they just saying all right so you know this sounds good like we you know there was a time when people was clowning t-pain for auto-tune but now listen to most of the artists got they auto tuned up with yeah. everything and i think that people have come to the realization that it's like yo if it sounds good and it's good music then you know why are we not doing it why are we saying that okay you know you gotta have this verse gotta be this amount of bars this gotta be that that and i think just moving yo. like that mathematical equation out of yeah. music making and just yo. going from feel yeah man amazing. everybody okay. has genius level talent yeah and i seen somewhere with jay-z said that and i was just like the fuck out of here not you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's true everybody how has you tap into it but it's how yeah. you tap into yeah. it you know what i'm saying and when you tap into it it's special and what you do is special you know what i'm saying like everybody's gonna have different you know you know talent and where they tap into it and every and everything that how they approach their music it's gonna be unorthodox it ain't it don't, it don't have to be you know four bar hook 16 bar verse it could be eight bar hook 16 bar it could be 24 bar verse and four bar hook it could be no hook it, it's it can be whatever you make it you know what yeah. i'm saying it can be a 48 bar verse one verse song yeah. you know what i'm saying you got two minutes and a half with me you know what i'm saying to, to that you know to really like I, I saw I really give it record. You know what I'm saying? It's like a couple minutes and a half before I That's really good. you know what I mean? Because now nobody nobody's doing three verses anymore because mm-hmm. nobody's listening to a song that long. You know what I'm saying? Half the time. Unless it's two other rappers. You know yeah. what I mean? But I just just approach the music, give it the passion, 
and do what you do. You know what I'm saying? And it's gonna it's gonna come out magical because everybody has genius level talent. They just gotta tap into it. And and people of all ages, like what's up? My son is like 20, so 22. Oh, what's up, man? He's like you know he show love to old people and young people, mm-hmm. and they recognize like a lot of times we take it like young people. They listen to a lot of stuff that's different than what we may listen to, but they listen to the old stuff and they they know who's you know who got the lyrics and stuff like that. Right. They they kind of was some kind of was a little bit ahead of us as far as what they listen for. We listening for content, they listening for entertainment value. Right. And if you should you get them in your corner and they running with you, that's that's a win because yeah. young cats running with you. Yeah. Yeah. They, and and they will be running with they will be running with us if they if. They fucked with us and seen that it wasn't no, it wasn't no beat that we fucked with them. Yeah, that's why like I enjoy like the King's Disease um, albums mm-hmm. so much is that Nas being my favorite rapper, he really don't collab with too many people, oh. and to collab with that many younger artists was major for him, and it and it and it showed in his music. You know what I'm saying? What him and Hit Boy did was 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 yeah. genius. Like I love the song that Nas has with with A Boogie and um, YG. Mm-hmm. Like that song is fire. Why and, and A Boogie killed that shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That song is fire. And that's why I said you don't have you won't get that if you don't fuck with those artists. If you never if you never if you just stay stubborn and say fuck it, I'm not fucking with this artist because I don't listen to that type of music, mm-hmm. you're never gonna get the dope shit. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta step out of your, your lane, your comfort and make some just make some dope shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's how I, I'm on it. Like, you know, just make dope music, you know what I mean? Like I, I used to be on it like that too, like you know, because you, you, it's very competitive. So I used to be on it like, I, I, I mean, I had nobody on this song because if you get on this song, I'm gonna try to kill you, and I might still think like that. I do. I still think like that. I'm going to kill you. You know, what I'm saying you might want me to go first because I'm going to kill. You. I'm not going to change my verse, but I'm going to kill you. That's how I think. But I love when. The Kendrick Lamar's is thinking like that. I love when that 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 energy is like that because mm-hmm. that's what this shit was built on. And you know what I'm saying? Be competitive and challenge each other to be better. You know what I'm saying? And this is why I listen to Benny and Conway and Royce the Five Nine and mm-hmm. Pusha T. These are my top dogs to listen to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Dudes, those dudes, are all the dudes you named, the shock. They sharp, yeah, man. Yeah. Five Nine is a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I'm like, yo, man. I, that nigga is different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I, I had to get an inspiration from them, the Sahas, you know, Saha the Prince. Them niggas yeah. are oh, Yo, it's, it's funny you it's funny you bring Saha up because um it's another another thing I had I had asked um Slim from 112 this like about like the, the writing aspect because he was saying about that he how he wrote songs for people and Saha had pen crazy songs, hit hit record for Kanye, but never had a hit record on his own so uh, two questions one can a person who has a ghostwriter be considered a top mc of all time and then the second one no what's more <laughs> i don't think so yeah. <laughs> top artist but not an and then the second one is what's more what do you feel i guess is more valuable like being an artist in the front or being somebody in the back that's actually writing or doing the music mm. which do you prefer Oh, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Uh, I think, I think, being a lyricist and putting in the work, I think it's appreciated a lot more because I feel like 
that career is more longevity. You know what I'm saying? You when you when you an artist, you can just have a you can just have a little run. Mm-hmm. You can have a three album run and fade to black. But you can like, you know what I'm saying? So you can either be you can either go the Nas approach or you can go the future approach. They both have great careers, mm-hmm. but I think that's up to the person. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I'm gonna go the Nas approach only because I'm into the lyrics. I'm into the music. I'm into the content. I don't care if it's drugs, but give me something that's gonna say I did this, but this is what the this is what happened. This is what I and I had to be held accountable. You know what I'm saying? Whatever your story is, I don't care if you if you're talking about shootouts. I don't care what just what your story is. Just give me something I could feel. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I'm I'm more of that lane. You know what I mean? Because I just choose that lane because. That's the music that that drives me. You know what I'm saying? But then there's times where I don't want to hear that. I want to hear future. I want to hear that lane. I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna party. I wanna dance. I wanna hear they talk they shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I can I can appreciate everybody for talking their shit. I'm from Harlem. This is what we do. We talk our shit. You know what I'm saying? So I like artists that talk their shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Talk your shit, you and, and it's and it's witty, it's dope, and it, and it's, it inspires. You know what I'm saying? Like I could listen to Jeezy. And be inspired to go get money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can listen to West Side Gun and feel the same way. I can listen to him and be like, you hear that shit he talking now? I know a lot of this shit he's saying. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's like some niggas be like, yo, that's all they talk about. But I be like, man, it just, I don't know it, but it moves. Good, you, know yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some of that shit be making a nigga feel like hustling again, but still, <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely that lane. That's definitely, that's definitely lame. You know what I'm saying? But I'm inspired by them all, man. Like, and that's that's the that's the beauty of it. And I feel like my my goal and my job is to inspire somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know so, you know, that's what I'm aiming for is to just give you music that you're gonna love and inspire you to write, inspire you to feel this way, inspire you to move on through your dark time. You know, I was once depressed and and, and wanted to kill myself, and somebody inspired me to get out of that space. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my job is is to is to do the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yo, that's us. That's what I said. Like I thought it was mad powerful that you even shared that story. Yeah. You know, on um on flip the script because a lot of I'm sure a lot of dudes have been there also, but you know they're not going to be open with it. And I think by you being open and them having an audience that they had, I think that that's going to help other people who may find themselves in a similar um, position. Because I mean, you were at a point in your career where you was. You were, you were literally next and your contemporaries yeah. with dudes like Fab, Jada Kid, all these yeah. other dudes, you oh, know. He's all listening. Yeah. 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 You like, yo, I see, I see whatever success these dudes are having. I'm next to go. I've been stamped by all these other people. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you find yourself in a predicament like that. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll say this, you know, and I, I don't know you um, personally, but I feel like, like, you know, like having looked at your Instagram, you know, and talked to you a little bit, like, I think that you probably, you know, you probably found your your purpose you know and like there are certain things i think that come to people that sometimes like you know the thing that we want may not necessarily be the thing that we get but it Mm. leads us to find what it what it is that we really need and i feel like you kind of like rounding a corner if this makes sense to kind of to kind of get to that place in terms of what it is that you need like you know you got the your son motivating you and inspiring you to get back to the music you know, you back in the music and probably now you, you may be doing the music now from a place of, you know, more so, you know, 
your love of the music versus back then looking at your contemporaries like i know the success and the trappings that come with the music and that's not to say that you want to do music for free but right. you know what I'm saying? like it's like when it's passion and it's pure and it's from emotion or whatever that shit helps create a different type of music yeah and yeah it does yeah it does and i mean like you know when i was i felt so close you know what i'm saying at that time mm-hmm. and the people i was around and the game was just the game was still good then you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying I, to me i felt like you know in 01 02 it was, it was lucrative still, it was still lucrative yeah. everybody was doing well you know ti you know these all these guys were, were doing anything the ti's fabs 50 cent um jay kiss everybody was starting to get their shine and i was in the mix of that you know uh me and, and myself and joe buttons and you know artists like that stack bundles we were all in that yeah. little mix and i felt it i felt close you know what i'm saying i felt it i could touch it and then um shit went left you know what i'm saying and at that time you know i was you know down on my down on myself really but you know it just wasn't if i would have got if i would have blew and still went through the stuff that i went through i would have crashed and burned mm. you know what i'm saying so to be able to not crash and burn and be able to see it see my mistakes were understand it climb out of that dark space you know what i'm saying i'm able to survive it tell the story still do what i love to do and inspire somebody else so i think it meant more to go this Mm -hmm. way it was supposed to happen this way Allah makes Allah makes no mistakes you know what i'm saying so i understand that now now but then i didn't and then i was mad and then i was like living it it was in the middle of living all of it yeah you know what i'm saying It, it, it was different because back then I was on TV. I did a song with Fab, but I was back in the crib trapping. You know what I'm saying? So it's tough when you go from television and then you back on the corner with your peoples and now you're all trying to make a dollar hustling hand to hand. It's different. Now that's when the dark dark space comes. Nobody see that shit because, you know, the people see you and they, they, they see you in the street they believe your story. They like, oh yeah, Nicky Path was doing his thing, and he was out there doing his thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I was. But you don't know the hurt that I was feeling. You don't know that the shame I was carrying. You don't know that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had to get up early those early mornings and and deal with crackheads and 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 just I'm back in the mix. Yeah. But I'm watching on television all my peers yeah. succeed and yeah. talk about this shit that I'm stuck in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. it was a lot. Like you, know, I, yeah. I know you're not on the corner, you know, because I'm here. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it, it it was it was stressful, man. It was stressful. But you know, today, you know, I, I don't I don't walk with that regret no more. I just look at it like, no, it was supposed to happen that way. Mm-hmm. Because if if not, I would have got the success. I'd have been good. Now would have been somebody's crash and burn story. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And now, yeah. you know, I take that and be grateful. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny how, like, I guess, you know, like the expectations, like our own internal expectations and then whatever the industry expectations are and the audience expectations and everything, how that defines us, you know, like that, that's, I think that's what probably leads to like the, the shame, you mm-hmm. know, like um, I know plenty of people that were like right on the cusp or on the doorstep 
and you know it's like something happens and it gets snatched away from them or they don't ever achieve the level of what somebody else thought they should have achieved but i i also think that there are there are lessons i think to be learned um from it and then as a as a result of it like you know like who's to say like you know like the position you in now like you know you got a lovely wife you have two children like mm -hmm. had you know had that would have came about would you have still had that like you know right. so like you said like Allah makes no mistakes like mm -hmm. these things happen for a reason and, and in that moment it's very hard for us to be able to see it and to be able to accept it and understand it because you know what like you say we on the corner you going through it when you mm -hmm. when you was like yo I had all of I had all the trappings I was right there on the doorstep of taking the next step for it I, I was just I always wondered though like what made you decide to go with Virgin because I don't think Virgin had like any other hip-hop artist at that time I put myself in your shoes and I'm like well because they don't have anybody else maybe the pop off of the pop off of virgin that 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 was that was G that was G in hip hop that I I didn't when I when I thought about virgin I thought about the virgin mega record store I thought about virgin airlines I didn't I didn't even think about I thought about Janet Jackson virgin records yep. gotcha. you know what I'm saying so you know but at that time they was trying to pop off their urban um, department, and I had like a little, I had a little bidding war. I had, you know, bidding war going on. I, it was other labels that we had went to. We went to Epic. We went to Electro. We went to uh, Virgin. We was uh, um, kind of at Bad Boy, we were, but we wasn't at Bad Boy. We was dealing with uh, uh, Nasheen Merrick and Half Pierre. Okay. Was, was 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 starting a, a independent I don't think they're gonna do it under bad boy I'm not sure um at that time I wanted to be at that time I wanted to be signed a bad boy or Def Jam of mm -hmm. course because yeah they were, the, they were the big dogs of the game but um uh you know talking with G and hip-hop we wanted to have creative control because I, I I was coming to them with the music you know what I'm saying it wasn't like these ideas were given to me. This was like, these are my thoughts. And um, G saw the potential in that. And he was just like, yo, we want to keep creative control. You know what I'm saying? I was already working with a young, you know, Just Blaze before anybody really outside of, uh, you know, I'm sure he worked with most deaf and, and cats like that. But, you know, the, the the main world wasn't known about Just Blaze then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The young Kanye and different and different producers like that was at my disposal i had those in arms reach and um i actually learned a lot by working with those guys i learned a lot working with just blaze who's really a good friend of mine's you know what i'm saying that we can still talk to this day and um it's funny because it's like it's one of the you know one of the cats from that circle outside of my old manager that we that i can still reach on the phone and hear yeah. pick up, you know what i'm saying but just yeah. just taught me a lot like musically you know what i'm saying so uh, it, it's cool. I mean, it was cool to to, to go that way. Uh, sometimes I get a little off track, but you know That's what I'm right. saying. It, it was just a it was a beauty in, in that. And so with signing with Virgin, Virgin came to the table with more money, and they came with creative control. Oh, you know, what I'm saying? and so it made sense to sign. I would have signed with Nasheen Merrick and Half Pierre if they would have said, "Yo, we want you to be with Bad Boy." Or if they would have said, listen, we're going to do this under Bad Boy and we're going to offer you X amount of dollars. And I know I'm going to have the hitman producing my shit. I was with that too. But yeah. I wasn't, it, it was no disrespect to them. 
it wasn't my decision. I was signed to G and Hip Hop's production label. Oh, so I couldn't sign to a production label and then sign to another production label. Yeah. You know what I'm so it, that wouldn't work. So I didn't get the chance to work with, with Nasheen Merrick like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, 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 I, and me and him had, we, we had a good rapport, and, you know what I'm saying, at, during that time. And I, I, I really liked where I was at. You know what I'm saying? I was working with Puff, right? For him, once, I, once Puff showed me he felt me, I knew the world would. If I yeah. had the right person behind me, you know, pulling the strings, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, to, yeah. To, to some extent. So, you know what I mean? But it was cool, man. I, I was around a lot of Rockefeller cats. I came up under the Rockefeller, you know, um, tree. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't on Rockefeller, but because I was with G and Hip Hop, I was around everything. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. everybody um, kind of showed me love. It wasn't like they they alienated me. Like, you know, they showed me love. Like Memphis Bleak would let me open up for them. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, Jay Z did a record with with uh, with a, with me and a mill, which became a mill song with him. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I wrote, and that was major for me. That was a major highlight to my career that I would always live with. You know what I'm saying? Bleak did Bleak did, I think two records with me without even charging me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Dope. And that was dope. And that and it, it came at a time where I wasn't, I didn't get that same response from some of the Harlem guys that I wanted to work with at that time, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, it, it, I mean, I didn't I didn't get mad. I just felt like, oh, I'm just gonna do my thing and that be that, you know what I'm saying? But I loved I loved the the fact that he showed me that love like that, like a little brother, like, nah, I got you, my nigga, let's do this, boom, 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 boom. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So I was able to learn from that too. And then, and going on the road, you know what I'm saying? I was able to, bring out bleak for a show that shit was major you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying so it happened the way it was supposed to happen you know what i'm saying unfortunately it just didn't go the, the right way and um i know when i did the flip interview you know i let the world know that i felt that you know g did me wrong and i still feel like he did me wrong and i feel like mm -hmm. he owed me you know what i'm saying and <laughs> I, I feel like going to uh, i agree you know what i'm saying but today it's like yo you know i learned i learned from him as well i learned from that experience too i just wish that the people that that was in control of what i was doing would have been more control on what was going on with me and and protected me more you know what mm. i'm saying that's what happened to me is i wasn't protected you know what i'm saying so when G decided to just ghost me and go with Kanye, there was no protection, there was no fallback plan, there was no nothing, it was no answers. So you, you you do that to a 21 year old kid and who just came from the from the mud, and now now that's being snatched away. When he can see the success, when he can house shop, when he can car shop, and and he see the success, and he see his peers getting. I see Fab doing his thing. I see 50 doing his thing. I see Jada Kiss doing his thing. I see yeah. those artists doing their thing. I'm expecting a different treatment. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I got done wrong. And that kind of like spiraled things out of control because it just didn't never, it never went back to where it was supposed to be. I ended up, you know, still doing music in the streets for mixed in mixtapes, still doing, you know, still being in the street, you know what I'm saying? Going out of town and you know, hustling and just it, it just wasn't it just wasn't what I was trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get in this shit to get away from that shit. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like 
I went in a circle right back to this shit. You know what I'm saying? So Yo, I, I was um in listening to Clubhouse, they were also having a discussion saying, have we has has the industry normalized execs? Um it was it was like has the industry normalized execs robbing artists? I don't know if I agree with that, but I do think there's almost been like this normalization in terms of like a rite of passage that and it's sad that I think that artists get on, you know, and artists have had the experience of getting robbed by the label whoever it is that they're working for and then artists get in a position where they get other artists underneath them and then do the same treatment to them and it becomes sort of like uh cyclical like just the expectation around it and i think that there's been a normalization in terms of that where people have just accepted and chalked it up to yo that's part of the game which right. to me is crazy because rather than you getting in a position and saying i i'm in a position and because i'm in this position i'm gonna educate the artists underneath for me so that way they can, you know, how you call it, they can put other people in position. It's more so I'm going to educate the artists that's underneath for me to get in a position to rape these other people. And I mm. and, and I do feel like part of that does exist within the industry that it's just like yeah. chocolate. Yo, that's part of the game. Like, all right, you get raped, you go find some other artists to rape, and then they find somebody to get to to, to rape. And it just keeps, keeps continuing to perpetuate itself. How do we break that cycle, though? It's fucked up, man. I don't know how we're going to break it, but I just think that somebody has to be solid and be yeah. a, a real person a real human being and, and and give somebody a shot without trying to rape you know what i'm saying i just think that you know if i sign an artist i gotta give an artist a fair deal and we can make money together and i could put you in position to put yourself in position to put somebody else in position it's a, it's a uh, success for me you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying um you don't really see that that much you know what i'm saying like i see like Rick Ross and Maybach Music Group. And I kind of felt like he had that going where he had, his artists were able to do their thing. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Um, some well, more successful yeah. than others. Right. But they were both able to do their thing. Bleak was, I mean, um, not Bleak. Um, Meek Mill was able to do his thing. Yeah. Wale was able to do his thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you still see Gunplay doing his thing. Whether, I don't know, what his numbers are it don't even matter but he's still able to do his thing you know what i'm saying yes. and that's major you know what i'm saying because artists artists um back then wasn't doing that i mean some 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 cats were but for the most part like you said everybody's being raped and set up to rape somebody else and, it's, mm -hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't help nobody it just creates a shiesty business you know what i'm saying I and that's I, will I think Jay-Z with that rock with that um Rockefeller music group, I think they starting to give dudes a fair shake. Yeah. They put a lot of people on or something like he got a lot of relationships that weren't relationships ever in his life, you know, with Joe and Jim and all these type of cats. So he trying yeah. to put some money in people's pockets. Yeah, Jay is kinda like he kinda like uh you know, covered the whole game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? With with Rock Nation and Everything is smart, and he's giving artists that you know they they. Jay is actually doing that. Jay is actually giving artists their chance to be successful mm -hmm. and have a you know you know a second shot at at it. You know what I'm saying? Like what he yeah. what he did with you know getting behind Jim and and stuff like that. Even you know the artists that he had beef with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I think that's a, you know that's very major. And when you know Jay Z will always be remembered for the, the big 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 shit he's done for niggas you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like the, the big brother shit you know what i'm saying yeah. like and you gotta respect jay for that shit because a lot of niggas wouldn't even give a fuck you know what i'm saying 
But yeah. um, it had that has to change. We have to start thinking like Jay Z. You know, yeah. what I mean? we got to start thinking like that, like Russell Simmons. We got to start thinking like these guys and give give cats their fair opportunity to do what they love to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah. You think about it, yo. It's been stamped for um for a terrible contract. Instead of people saying it's a terrible contract, they say what? This is this the standard contract? So the standard is shitty, basically. Like everybody get the same shitty deal, and it's like, oh, this is just the standard contract. This is what it is. It's horrible. Yeah, man. Back in the day, you get eighteen. You used to get eighteen cents of a penny or some crazy shit. <laughs> the royalties, and you be like, what? Eighteen? You know, you're not even getting a dollar. You know what I'm saying? And then. Then when Koch was giving motherfuckers five, six dollars, niggas was calling at the graveyard. But you, I don't understand. <laughs> you know, they giving you three, five times more than what you was getting with a record label. So yeah, you getting that money up front. You getting a hundred thousand dollars up front, seventy thousand dollars up front, and it looked good right away in front of you. Mm-hmm. But you could you could have signed to uh, one of these in- indies and got a twenty piece and made five dollars off of every record you sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's not rocket science. Why you know why not go indie? You know what I'm saying? So some of that I think is that people don't want to bet on themselves though. So some yeah. people you know some people that take the burden in the hand they be like, well I know I'm gonna get this guaranteed seventy. I might not sell enough units like not believing in themselves and yeah, then believe in the record, yeah, the record label invest and believe in you more than you believe in yourself. They they believe in that the show. They believe in showing that they got it more than getting it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna show you that I got it. I'm a, I'm successful. I got the I got all the money. I got two three chains. I got the car, but I'm but I'm broke. Really, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mentally, I'm broke. Yeah, yeah. They, they killed on Koch. Yeah, they, Come on, they, they killed on Koch. Yeah, yeah. They, killed, they killed a lot of uh, Cam. A lot of guys yeah. killed. Like you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of niggas killed. It did they think, man? And, and it's just crazy, man. Like sometimes I just wish that uh. I wish that um that G would at least came and I hate I hate to keep mentioning G, right? Because I don't I don't want people to think that I was a I, I, I don't want people to think I was a victim here. You know what I'm saying? I know not the victim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was done wrong. Uh I was jerked and I was uh, cheated, but I still had the opportunity to uh be where I wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? I just needed the right people in my corner and the right support system to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that if G would have came and co-signed, this is just to, because a lot of people didn't want to fuck with me because they felt like, why is G not fucking with you? What is, yeah. what is yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. why should we fuck with you when G doesn't want to fuck with you no more? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. If G would have said, you know what? I'm going to take you and have you work with me at Atlantic, it would have been a different approach. Or he would have said, you know what? We got Kanye doing his thing, rock. I'm going to get you a deal with such and such. It would have worked. Or I'm going to introduce you to the Timberland and somebody. And yeah. You know what I'm saying? got to find his feet. He could have still made money off. We could have yeah. still did business together. It was, the, it was the ghosting that was like the overkill. It was like, all right, you did this to me. You did that to me. Now I'm spiraling out. Of, I'm spiraling backwards. I don't know what's going on. No money, no checks is coming to me. I'm not getting no royalties. My shit is in the movies. I'm on this person's album. I'm on that album. I'm not receiving a dime for years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know what I mean? That shit doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? But 
you said you were you said you were able to recover some of it right like yeah right. I, I was able to recover like maybe like thirty thousand dollars twenty five thousand dollars or something Damn. and that still wasn't that wasn't here what yeah. i thought i should have had you know what i'm saying it was it yeah. was money that i definitely got you know what i'm saying you know like and i and that's another thing because i'm signed to the to, to their production deal i'm using their lawyer i'm using everything that's going through them my manager is not protecting me to make sure that i got the proper deal mm. and yeah. i'm and i and if he and if he sees it's like you know he gonna have to feel the way he feel because at the end of the day it's like if you protected me from to make sure i got the proper deal then we will still be doing business together and we'll still be making money be regardless of what g did yeah. you know what i'm saying because yeah. i was able to walk away i don't know what i signed at that time you yeah. know what i'm saying because it wasn't like i i wasn't getting my my money from the licensing fees you know i, I recovered money from royalties mm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what I was getting paid up front. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where those other royalty checks went. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was a lot of money that was supposed to come to me that never came to me. I never yeah. received a plaque. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trina went platinum or some shit like that. I never received a plaque. Or she went gold. I never received a plaque. DJ Clue went went platinum. I never received a plaque. And that means a lot to the artists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To get their royalties, but to receive a plaque. To yeah. say I'm on this Clue album that went a million soul, I want that plaque. You know what I'm saying? So whoever is listening to this and watching this, <laughs> give me my plaque. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want it in my house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, man. But you know that shit means a lot to us. You know what I'm saying? But yo, work out that way. Growing up in Harlem and being from Harlem, I'm sure you had to be involved with many legendary battles or been in ciphers with with a number of different dudes because Harlem is filthy rich with, with with talent you want tell us about a time that you may have been in a battle or cypher where um a notable battle with somebody that we may know uh i battled ja rule at okay. rucker park i battled the rough riders at rucker park okay. um that was that was epic you know what i'm saying um it was actually in polo grounds so it wasn't behind it was behind the park there was there was a uh, behind the scenes filming the um how's it going down dmx video Okay. And uh, my man Bundo, shout out to Bundo, brought me, my man Tom Giss, and I want to say my boy Screwface, rest in peace. It was either him or my man Skip Wise. It was one of them, but I know me and Giss went up there to battle the Rough Riders, Enf, Cross, all those niggas. You know, I, I, I think Casino might have been there. Shout out to Casino. All the niggas that was running with the with the with the with double r you know what i'm saying okay. and we battled all those niggas and um when niggas stopped rapping i was still going you know what i'm saying it was like i was holding my own like i was really you know what i'm saying really still going like you know me and guess me and guess was really really battling with those cats and then i was supposed to uh um i think they was trying to get uh drag to battle me mm. and um and i respect drag i respect drag uh, craft, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I was looking forward to that, and um, we never battle. He was in the trailer. He was getting ready. I don't know, we get ready for something, but we never got a chance to battle. And Ja Rule having to just be outside the trailer, and it was like a crowd. And the niggas was like, "Oh, nigga, Ja Rule, like you suck." Like, <laughs> ah. then, I would, whatever. Like I was at that time. This is the hungry bad. This is hungry, young. I don't give a fuck. 
this is Harlem, and I want I want everybody to know that I wasn't no no you know I wasn't nothing to play with. So um, niggas got surrounded us, gassed it up, and um, me and Josh sp- sparred until the cops came. You know what I'm saying, and, and it had to break us up. So there was no there was no winner or loser. It just was a, it was a good a good energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's that that nigga Josh voice is so crazy. <laughs> it, it overpowers you know what i'm saying but that nigga but it was it was it was fun you know what i'm saying like to spar with with jai it was fun to um to uh spar with uh with t-rex before you know what i'm saying okay. day. um that's my nigga t-rex man we used to have yeah. our battles and talk our shit to each other you know what i'm saying i love that nigga man that nigga is one of my one of my favorite niggas in that battle yeah. um Murder move. I actually saw Murder move at that park that day too, battling somebody else. It was crazy. Like it was just crazy. There was it was. This was the time to be out there, be outside, and and display your craft. And I, mm-hmm. I saw Murder move battling some cat. I don't know who he was battling, but he was battling some cat out there. Yeah. Know? But that's how yeah. it was in Harlem. All the battles were big like that, though. Like it wasn't as big as that day at Rucker Park because the DMX was there. But most of the battles were big. In the hood like that Like you would Niggas would talk they shit Come get you Go to somebody else's block We battle Or we gonna meet somewhere You know neutral And we'll battle On 125th street Or something like that You know what I mean By Popeyes Or some shit Yeah We'll get it going You know what I'm saying So I mean I, I, I battled a lot of cats You know what I'm saying A lot of cats that That niggas man I know today But it was a lot of Legit You know Elite niggas back then You know what I'm saying Yeah Yo, you think Ja you think Ja caught a body against Fat Joe in the verses? I, I don't think Ja caught a body. I think they both I think they both win. I think that they both win in that situation because mm-hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't a punishment. I don't feel like he, he didn't punish him. <laughs> like my niggas feel like Ja won. And I might have to go back through it and, and listen to it again. He might have I think he he probably won. Got over. I felt like yeah. I felt like Joe had Joe had just as good as records and joe had more up-to-date records i felt mm-hmm. like joe to yeah, me, yeah, more. Joe had more new records so jai's jai's battling using his old catalog and unfortunately mm-hmm. he don't have no new records to display you know what i'm saying but i feel like they both win i think it was it was dope for hip-hop jai held his own he's mostly out there by himself that was big yeah. um, you know what i'm saying uh i like that he brought vita out that was that was dope yeah. um I wish he'd have brought uh um Charlie. Charlie out. That'd yeah. be dope. You know what I'm saying? Um I wish there was I wish there was a I wish X was alive and they never had their issues because if he'd have did Murder Graham and brought out X and J, yeah fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh I think it was dope, man. I I, I don't, me personally I didn't I didn't have a winner. I thought it was I thought they both won. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was like a celebration of two niggas that laid their game down flat and mm-hmm. and, they, and they deserve their flowers i'm happy that Ja got his flowers because he deserves his flowers i think that yeah. he, he caught a bad rap after the 50 shit. joint yeah for yeah. sure yeah. yeah man you mean you mentioned you mentioned mook have you ever considered throwing your hat in the ring with like the urls or the battle leagues and i i, I watched smack dvds for you know for for the longest i have to say like i think a lot of people a lot of people front on Mook, but to me, Mook is like one of the dudes who I think helped kind of advance. Who front on Mook? A lot, yo. There's a lot of people that's like, oh, yo, Mook is his rhymes is dated. He out of there. He this, he that. But I feel like yo, Mook to me is like a dude who really created like Trailblaze. 
Mook is a monster. Pioneer that. Mook is a monster. I, I would. I, I mean, but I, I say that reluctantly only because like I to get in that that ring, you gotta become that shit. You gotta become that shit. Mm-hmm. And I think that I would have to stop doing what I'm doing to just write to become that, to to to, to, to develop you. my skill set to be a battle rapper for that arena. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's hard. I, th- I don't think people understand how hard that is. Like you, you, you don't really see those guys stopping battle to do because that's not they. That I'm not saying that they can't. It's just that that shit is hard to do both for those shits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's difficult. So any nigga that can do both, I tip my hat to. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like I feel like Murder Mook. Loaded Lux, T Rex, mm-hmm. all them niggas are monsters. They yeah. legend, they legends yeah. at what they do. Like you know what I'm saying? It's it's way different than it was when I was battling them. You know, battling or doing we were having ciphers back in the day. It's way different mm-hmm. than just having a cipher. I think that's what niggas think it is. It's just like having a cipher and it's not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really. Uh, you gotta really train yourself in that. It's a different. To me, it's a different craft. It's not mm-hmm. just. You know, Charlie Clips, these niggas is monsters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But, but let's be clear, I'm not afraid of none of them niggas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I respect them niggas and I will spar with them niggas, but those are my niggas and I, I love what they're doing. And I honor those guys as kings and as legends because they are they trailblazed this shit and took they it have. to the level. And they owe they 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 deserve their flowers. They deserve to be caught. The word legend is thrown around too loosely. And mm-hmm. but them niggas deserve it. That shit is like, that shit is yeah. like WWE. Yeah, you know I'm saying from battling in front of uh, Mook and Party Artie battling in front of the Come state. On, so now selling out venues, getting thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Niggas I, is getting getting big money and having mm-hmm. undercards and opening acts. Yeah. And that's big, <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all niggas. Shout out to the URLs, the Smacks, all the yeah. niggas, man. Shout out to all the all the battle rappers that that do that shit and live for that shit, man. That because it's it's they they put their blood, sweat, and tears in that shit. And they live for it and they they train for it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that shit is like for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I fu- I fucks with them niggas, man. They're, they're my wife is a big my wife is a big battle rap fan. Like she always put me on this, to what's going on in the battle rap circuit. Like you know what I'm saying? So. I, I get to hear that shit through them, you know, through her, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't listened much recently, but I used to be heavy on it too. I think the last battle that I actually sat down and watched watch was probably I watched um Mook and um what's his name? Mook and and, and yeah. um, Tay Rock. Yeah, Tay Rock. My my cousin yeah. D Money put me onto that shit. He he another one that sent me a lot of shit on battles. He always sending me battles to my phone and he sent me that and that was crazy. Yeah, but Mook, yeah. I don't know. I, I shout out to Tay Rock, but Mook smoke, Mook smoke. Yeah, yeah. Yo, see, Tay Rock was Mook's understudy for a long time. Like, yeah, he, he, yeah, he was down with Dot Mom for a while. Like, yeah. and I guess you know he he, he nice he, though. He he get busy. I seen I seen some other his some of his battles. He get busy. Yeah, I fuck with, with him too. He gets he, busy. He got he got the 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 classic seatbelt line joint. He do. He mm-hmm. got. Tay Rock, Tay Rock, get it in. Tay Rock, get it in. Nah, like, that shit is dope, man. I, mm-hmm. I love what they doing, man. That shit is dope, man. I, I, I respect they, I respect they craft, man. I respect they, they pen and what they do, man. That shit is dope, man. Yeah, and then but, you see though, you see other artists who take, you know, who take it for granted, like a Cassidy. Cassidy yeah. jump back in. 
Cassidy on first battle. The problem with Cassidy, he wasn't welcomed back in. Nah, he was coming back in. About them, yeah, and that's the thing. (laughs) That's the disconnect again. We back to that disconnect thing. You, you got to embrace them. You got to show them, and not embrace them on some fake shit. Embrace them genuinely because you respect what they do. I genuinely Mm -hmm. respect what they do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I show them love. You know what I'm saying? So I get love back in return. I think Cash jumped in that shit. I think Cash is nice. Mm-hmm. But I think Cass' thing was, I gotta show these niggas that they can't fuck with me. Opposed to you, you. It takes time to get into that to what they do, and you yeah. wasn't really welcomed in it. To it, you know what I'm saying? The battle goods and them niggas, like he wasn't even welcomed. I don't feel like he was welcomed. I feel like he 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 wasn't gonna get his fair shot either way, because I don't feel like he was welcomed enough. You know what I'm saying? Now maybe now they 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 they, they welcome him as a part of the battle rap cir- battle rap circuit, but. I don't think at first he was welcome. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. He, he, um, who did he have last? Hitman Holler. I thought he'd be Hitman Holler. I think he did. I think he did well. I think he, uh, I think he did well against Hitman Holler. Yeah. I didn't um, think he'd be, uh, he didn't beat goods. He definitely didn't beat goods. He beat this guy. He might have had a round. He might have had a round. I don't give him the, I don't give goods the 3-0 on that, but I, I, I think, I don't remember that word for word, but. He definitely didn't beat Goods. Mm-hmm. He, and wasn't somebody else he battled before? That? He beat Disaster. He beat, he beat Disaster. Right, yeah. I didn't see the Disaster battle. Man, you, you, you ain't missed much with that. Like, Disaster mm. was trying to freestyle, like, through the whole battle. Like, for, uh, I think that they first were battling on stage, and then something happened, and then they had the battle in the parking lot, I think, the next day. And honestly, um, Cassidy performs better in the smaller venues. Yeah. Because the crowd, like you said, he couldn't get a fair shake. The crowd was so against him. His punchlines right, right. seem dated in comparison to the stuff that those dudes were saying. Then I think his the matchups he picked too is like crazy. Like for him to go against Goods, Goods is a comedian. Goods got bars, and yeah, you know yeah. I, I, it's a tough matchup for him. Yeah, I think the, the matchup was tough. The matchup was t- I don't, and that's crazy. Is because I feel like Cass is a lyricist. I feel like Cass is an mm-hmm. MC. I feel like Cass yeah. is you know he's that type of rapper. But I don't, I don't, I'm not saying he's not a battle rapper. I just think what today's standard is different than what it was. I agree. Cass is from the same cloth. I like mm-hmm. to say we we all from the same kind of cloth. We from that yeah. same cloth. And the way we battled and the way we ciphered then is a, is a lot different than the way the battles are designed today. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I think, I don't think his bars were dated. I just think that maybe his bars were on, were on music it would be felt differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. think that when you go on Acapulco, you go on Acapella, you gotta, you it's it's, it's showmanship that you gotta have, exactly, and, and performance. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's that's that sets you aside or puts you in the same realm as them. You gotta be able to show mm-hmm. the way they show. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, because I'm 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 gonna tell you like a like a dude like Hitman Holler. I listen to Hitman Holler, and I'm I'm not blown away. By Hitman Hollers, yeah, um, lyricism at all. But he's yo, his, his showmanship got him. That's what got him on wilding out. Like, yeah, you know? I think Hitman. I think Hitman Hollers nice. I just wasn't. Um, I think at times he, his voice cracks. He don't have. I think he need to you know focus on working on that on controlling when because you screaming, you screaming, yeah. and you're not supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're supposed to you know project, not scream. And I think if he control that, and he can be keep his cool like. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a person that like I keep my cool. You know what I'm saying? I think if he control that, I think his it should some of his lines will come off better. You know what I'm saying? Like he needs the help of his brother out brother, there. So yeah. That that 
that's dope. It works sometimes, but sometimes it's like, all right already. Like, you know, <laughs> but I, I think um I think Hitman Holler is nice though. I think he's nice. I think that uh I think Cass was Cass was better prepared for him mm-hmm. than he was for goods. You know what I'm saying? But I think you need a couple battles to get yeah, exactly to get in the, you know, get in the mix with that shit. You need a, you need a few battles in to get in the mix with that shit. Like, yeah, he's he's learning. He's learning that it's not only about just sitting down and writing hundreds of bars that you got to play to the crowd. You know, you got to right. have you got to have different antics. You got to have, you know, when to repeat your line, know when to be aggressive. Right. Right? It really is a huge piece of showmanship that actually yeah, yeah, go yeah. into it. And, and seeing where battles came from, like, I remember watching Smack DVDs, like, one of my favorite battles, Jay Mills and um, Mook. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, like, and then you look at it now, you're like, damn, these dudes is under bright lights yeah. and, and big venues and the yeah. production value didn't increase so much. And, like, And even that battle was more along the lines of the battles how we did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. old school you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was an old school type of battle. That was, yeah. Yeah, I guess we call it old school now. But that's what it was that you know it was more along a cipher those rhymes he already had those rhymes he might have added a couple lines about about the nigga but he already mm-hmm. had those now today it's like i'm doing research on you and you to get <laughs> information on y'all the niggas to talk about that shit in mm-hmm. my yeah. i don't have the time to do that shit you know, yeah. what, I'm <laughs> you know what i mean but that's but that's what niggas is doing so it's it's more it's more uh strategic it's more studied it's more played out a certain way you know what I mean? Like, I remember one time it was a battle where I saw and a nigga show, supposedly I showed some like snitch documents on Charlie Clips' father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yo, you know, it was a, a big, a big battle that definitely, I think probably, I don't know if you ever seen it, but you would be able to relate to it that it's probably like an industry type battle. Did you see when Jay Mills battled Sia Castro? Nah. And Puff, and Puff was there, and uh, Jay Mills did the classic line. Oh, that's the one he did. He like, "Yo, big, hey, yo, big in my trouble or what?" Yeah, yeah. that's fine. That was fine. <laughs> oh man, I was like, "Yo, yeah." I don't think I heard from Sia Castro since then. Like, nah. Yeah. Shout out to Mills, man. Shout out to Mills, man. Jay, Jay Mills is here. Another one. Here, another monster, man, from the from the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to all the niggas. Shout out to everybody from Harlem. Shout out to everybody from Harlem world, man. That's that, yeah. that that's so, nice with your pen. So, but so besides nobody's innocent. What's next for Bathgate? Um, shit. Like, uh, nobody's innocent. Uh, I got a book that I'm working on about my life. Uh, it's called On the Shoulders of Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on that. Uh, and just more music, man. The book, more music. Um, I got a, a project that I'm gonna do with uh Ron Browse called uh, uh, shit. It's called uh, Celebrated Failures, okay. and um, that's already I'm already writing for that uh, and working on my book, man. So when so when we get into Nobody's Innocent project, y'all got a date yet? Yeah, uh, we're looking at uh, November, so okay. the first week of November. Um, I think the first uh, video and single will be here. Uh, I'm shooting for Halloween. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Um, so that's what we're doing with that and then, I'm, and then I'm, I'm just locking in man so hopefully we get the video shot i'm um, waiting to head back from some people that are supposed to uh, get back to me about shooting the video dope yo we appreciate first, you with ron browse too shout out to ron browse um <laughs> he's, on, he's on my own first my first record that's coming coming soon called um okay. what you're saying yeah great bangers you know 
Uh, yo, we appreciate you taking the time to build with us, man. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Anytime.